Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 21 of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined by the one and only legend, Robbie Mansfield. How's things, Robbie? Uh, not too bad, TJ. Yourself? Uh, good, thanks. I was going to try and think up of a funny insult there, but then I thought you could get me back next week, so I decided yeah, yeah. against it. <laughs> and I'll have a whole week to think about it as well. I'll pick one that you know cuts right to your, your, uh, your soul. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's if I have a soul at all now. At times <laughs> I don't think. Uh, are you really enjoying the sunny weather? We're recording this on Sunday and it's the first real day of summer I think we got. Yes, it's lovely. Like yesterday wasn't, uh, it was kind of meant to be a lot nicer, like nationally or whatever. And Kilkenny wasn't as nice today, but it got nicer uh, later on. So yeah, it's lovely. It's great. Hopefully we get a good few weeks of it now. Um, we kind of deserve it after the kind of, the lashings of rain we had for the last few weeks so hopefully we get a nice uh stretch of weather like last year you know oh definitely if we're to did you ever hear the Donegal postman does the weather predictions uh like to be honest I I hear a lot of these things like oh we're, we're in for like the warmest summer on record or you know when it's coming into winter it's like oh it's gonna be you know snow for years and years like so I know I think it, sometimes people are just trying to grab the headlines with these things you know yeah, yeah, no, I kind of agree. I was actually two predictions I got this year. One was from a man I was chanting to walking, an old man. And there's a saying, ash before oak, there's a soak. That means good weather. And oak before ash, there's a splash. So according to what I was told, ash was out before the oak. So, And then the Donegal postman is saying that we're in for a good summer as well. Well, we kind of needed with the pubs not really opening properly for another yeah, while. Yeah, drinks you anyway. want <laughs> Yeah, I know, definitely. Otherwise, it'd be Cabri's son at home. Um, yeah. But uh, we move on, Robbie, with the Champions League final took place last night. Chelsea defeating Man City. What do Man City have to do to claim the Champions League? Because money doesn't seem to be helping anyway. Yeah, like... I think what happened last night was uh, in the first half, like it was kind of a really open game, but you kind of felt Chelsea kind of had the upper hand and were really, really taking the game to City. And then they kind of got the breakthrough. And then after that, they just couldn't break them down, you know? So I think like the money that City has spent has has helped them. Um, But like I think maybe there was a lot of kind of said about Pep Guardiola not playing a uh, defensive midfielder in his team. Um, yeah. So he probably maybe thought he was going to have a bit more of the ball and that he didn't really need to kind of uh, have that sort of reinforcements there. But um, yeah, like you know, the money isn't everything, I suppose. Like, And I just seen a thing there today where it was like United had to have a, a greater net spend than City over the last few years. So it's no guarantee of, of success. Like it does help. But, um, you know, I kind of feel a bit sorry for Pep um, that he hasn't kind of, he has this kind of thing where he's only won the Champions League with Messi and it's kind of, it's kind of a thing kind of hanging over him. So I would have liked him to, to kind of win uh, one last night to kind of prove that he, he can kind of uh, do it without Messi or whatever. But um, he's going to have to wait another year, I suppose. Do you think, with what you said there, do you think Pep showed a bit of disrespect to Chelsea? In other words, that he kind of believed the Premier League table saying Chelsea were very hot and cold? Yeah, I think maybe he thought that the game would kind of pan out where... Chelsea were going to just kind of we're just going to sit in and park the bus and he was kind of maybe thinking that you know just 
I'll probably I prefer to have someone who's going to be stretching Chelsea uh, in the challenge or whatever instead of like needing like a central defensive midfielder or whatever. But um, I don't know if it's disrespectful. I suppose like they've beaten Chelsea have beaten uh, City the last couple of times they've played each other. So you know Pep is well aware of you know what they can do to them. So. You know, it seemed kind of strange. Uh, and then he was kind of bringing on Fernandinho towards the end of the game last night. And I was kind of thinking, like, you know, why are they kind of doing that? He's not really going to be one that's going to get a goal or whatever. Um, maybe, like, kind of long-term kind of City, where they haven't really strengthened is kind of uh, a striker. Like, an Aguero's retiring, but they've been playing in, like, a kind of a false nine sort of system and stuff like that, so... Yeah. Maybe they needed like someone up there who was just like a, a standalone striker and probably would have helped him in the first half to kind of maybe nick a goal against Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree completely. I mean, I I honestly thought if Man City get a goal, I thought it'd be City's. But <coughs> if I also thought if Chelsea got an early goal or a goal in the game, that it could be Chelsea's night because they have a really good defence. Now, bring me on from that, Robbie, is does Frank Lampard deserve a lot of, uh, what would you say, plaudits for bringing that team out of the group stages of the Champions League? I know he got the sack and Tuchel came in and after getting the sack from PSG and after doing a great job. But do you think Frank Lampard deserves some of the plaudits for last night's victory? Yeah, like he's like he's definitely had a, a part in it. Um, <clears throat> I suppose the thing is with Chelsea is they kind of they're fighting on all fronts, and you know they probably didn't do as well in the league as they were, you know, they should have done. Uh, I think Frank Lampard would, could be a good manager if he was given another chance. Um, yeah. But the thing is, like when he spent so much money and then they weren't delivering in the league, he kind of had to go. But just they were kind of shown back like the kind of the the journey to the final last night, and they kind of made you know pretty easy work of the Champions League group that they had. I know it wasn't kind of the toughest one, but uh, yeah, like they were convincing uh, in the group stages, you know, so he, Frank did well in the, on that point, you know, so, and maybe he was kind of building a team more for kind of European uh, games than strictly for the Premier League, if you get me. And uh, and as well, yeah. like you have to take into account that Werner wasn't really kind of uh, firing on all cylinders. He must have missed a couple of chances last night as well. So, some of the guys that they got in just weren't delivering as well. So, yeah, I think Frank Lampard, I think he could be a good manager if he was given another another job. Um, but he mightn't take another another job unless it's a high-profile one, and he mightn't get another yeah. job unless it's kind of like, you know, further down the, the table. So he may not be back into management. Yeah, I know. I'd, I tend to agree with that. I mean, but... Maybe it was a factor as well. I mean, you look at the spell Liverpool went on injuries aside. I mean, their form was very hot and cold. But that leads me to, now we will be discussing it further and we won't dwell too much on it. Predictions, say, for the Premier League next year because I think it's going to be a minefield making that top four, not to mention who's going to win it. Yeah, I think, you know, Liverpool, they're going to have Van Dijk back and... I think they probably need to strengthen maybe a little bit to kind of keep up, keep pace with City. Because uh, City are probably going to go out and buy, you know, another two or three world-class players, um, if not more, and and more kind of good squad players. And, you know, Chelsea will probably invest as well. And the thing is, like, United could be the one that kind of gets left behind. You know, if another team likes of um, Spurs or Leicester or 
even Arsenal aren't in European football next year, they could kind of make a, a, a more competitive push as well. So definitely I think it's going to be an interesting summer for people buying players and stuff like that. And it's definitely not going to be easy kind of staying in the, in that top four for the teams that made it this year, you know? Yeah, I know, definitely. Just before we move on, Robbie, there's talks there during the week that Solskjaer is going to be offered an extension to his contract with Manchester United. Do you think that's a good decision or could Manchester United live to regret it? I think the thing is, he's kind of had like a question mark over his kind of management the entire time. It's always been like, you know, is he the right man for the job? Um like he, he has done well. He has improved Man United. They have spent a lot of money as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. The kind of thing that's kind of making me think that maybe it's not is because he, he's been the job for a good while and we're still not really any, any the wiser as to whether he's the long-term sort of manager. You know, he hasn't really yeah. kind of, he hasn't really nailed down the kind of like, I'm the, I'm the United manager. And then, because there's been a lot of kind of speculation, you know, so it's kind of like a thing, like if you were in a relationship and, you know, you were kind of saying to your partner, it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're the one for me, but you're always kind of being linked or you're, <laughs> there's people talking yeah. about you being with other people or whatever, you know, it's not really a great vote of confidence. So yeah, I think with a bad run of results next year, he could be out or, you know, he could uh, be hanging around for a while, but uh, it's kind of 50-50 with Ole. It's not guaranteed, I suppose. Yeah, and especially after the the oh geez sorry the UEFA Cup I can't think of the proper name of it I Europa League Europa League sorry um I mean defeat during the week I mean they, that was the game they should have win I think uh, watching yeah it. I think as well if they win that game you know there's a completely different narrative about United you know it's like oh you know they finished second and you won the Europa League you know so and like when it comes to penalties like it's you know it's, it can go either way obviously like and. I think maybe United were overall the better team on the night. Um, maybe we didn't go for the the kind of the killer blow up, uh, towards the end of it or whatever. They seemed more happy for penalties and stuff. But uh, yeah, just that De Gea penalty was woeful altogether, I suppose. That's what <laughs> happens when uh, goalkeepers take penalties. Not every goalkeeper can score. That's I just no. leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, that brings us on, Robbie, because I thought they might have been a rant in the soccer, but not. So it brings us on to the rant of the week. And I, I, I give it to you this week, Robbie. Um, what would your rant of the week be? Yeah, I suppose we were just chatting a bit before about um, the kind of scenes in kind of Dublin last night in the city centre. There was a lot of um, people out partying and going pretty wild. Um so, and I think, I know kind of Tony Holohan kind of tweeted about how he was kind of very disappointed, you know, with people, um, you know, and obviously people are adults and that need to be responsible for themselves. But I, th- I think that like, overall, I think Irish people have been quite, you know, complicit and we've had the longest lockdown in all of Europe. And, you know, I suppose like, this is what you're kind of going to get when there's been like that sort of pent up sort of, demand for having the crack and we're, we're quite kind of outgoing and having fun people, you know, so not to kind of justify it, but I think these things are going to happen when you lock people down for so long. And then when you let them loose, it's they'll, they'll go uh, proper mad and stuff like that. But uh, I'm kind of surprised that 
crowds that that big were allowed to gather to be honest so i suppose my rant was like i don't know obviously people need to take responsibility for what they do but at the end of the day i think we have been quite good in kind of keeping the rules and stuff and things are starting to loosen up and you know you're gonna you're probably gonna lead to scenes of kind of people going a bit mad now yeah, I know. I'm going to go completely against what you said. Off, we said <laughs> off air. I know. I'm only joking. I agree completely <laughs> with you, Robbie. I mean, it's. I think we're being overly cautious. I. I mean, we disgusted, and we don't. We made a moral of not really discussing coronavirus or that on the podcast, and we'll stick to it. But, I mean, what happened at Christmas? It's a completely different scenario now. They're on about variants and everything. But there's a vaccine now that wasn't there before. And luckily, touching wood, I got the second vaccine during the week. It, they were side effects, but it's definitely worth getting. And I'd encourage everyone to get it. But um, I mean, we're as you said, we're after being locked down since before Christmas. And there's some people after being locked down way before for months and months, even before that. I know personally, I haven't seen friends since last February. February 2020 and I know you're in the same boat and everything and I mean you have all the experts saying that outside is as safe as you possibly can be with this virus and you look at other countries and there's concerts going on and we just seem to be still lacking behind um 500 I'm actually watching the television a replay of Monaghan and Tyrone last night in other games up the north, there were 500 spectators allowed. In a few weeks' time, we we're only going to allow 100. So we're still lacking behind. We seem to. So I'd agree completely with you. And I won't even rant anymore on it because it's your rant this week. But uh, I'd agree with you. I rant away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the listeners would want to hear it anyway. <laughs> we'll uh, back on. Uh, yet we move on and the GA and Camogie action were continuing this week. Uh, this We're recording this podcast before the games on Sunday, so we won't have any results at the Sunday games. But I just get your view, Galway against Dublin um, today, Robbie. Easy game for Dublin? No, I don't think so. I don't think Galway are as bad as they were against Kerry or you know, I think Kerry just everything went right that day and, you know, Galway maybe just weren't up to the pace. Uh, so I don't think it's an easy game. It's never an easy game playing Galway, um, especially in the league. You know, they're kind of, they're always really competitive. And I think more the loss to Kerry is more of a, it's more of an anom- anomaly than a trend, if you get me. So I think Galway will be well up for it. And everyone who plays Dublin is always kind of, <laughs> is always up for it. And they'll always kind of give it a little bit more um, you know, even before they were kind of winning, uh, winning a lot, they would have kind of always got up to play the clubs, you know. So I don't think it's a straightforward game. I think uh, it could go either way. Um, and if Galway win, they're kind of through into the, the latter stages of the league. So, yeah. and as well, because it's a shortened kind of league uh, format, kind of game, having game time is important because before, like the last few years or whatever, you would have had like... Um, eight games or seven or eight games uh, to kind of get up to championship pace. So it's only three games and then there's a semi-final final. So, and you don't want to kind of get into a relegation sort of uh, situation either. So yeah, it's kind of, 
getting to the later stages of the league is important because there's less games, you know. So the more practice you have, the more you can develop as a unit and stuff. So definitely not straightforward. I think uh, Kerry against Roscommon, I think that's a bit more of a, a signed, sealed and delivered win for the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I know Roscommon are after going back. I mean, uh, they did have a great couple of years, but they just seem to be lacking uh, that couple of players. And yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Um, there's a couple of relegation battles down for decision today. I know there's a couple of, maybe a game or two left in some, but it's kind of coming down to then stages. Leash against Kildare today. If Leash don't win that, they're going to be in a relegation battle and Westmeath versus down as well. Um, just a shout out to some of the teams yesterday. Offley are making great progress under John Mohan. Defeated Munster champions Tipperary by five points yesterday, 117 to 112. Is Offley rising, Robbie? Yeah, I think like, it's good to see, like, because um, they were competitive in the 90s and stuff like that, and they've kind of, you know, fallen off a cliff really since then. Um, and as we all know, kind of Leinster football is kind of. It's in the doldrums. It's not. It's not in a good place, you know. So any teams that are kind of coming up and and kind of showing well, that's always. I. It's uh, definitely a really good sign. So hopefully, and John Martin is a good manager, and hopefully, he can kind of, you know, make them competitive in the championship as well. Maybe uh, claim a few scalps as well. Yeah, I know. I'd agree completely with you. Awfully, are a very proud county. I know. Um, so with father support niche footballers for a few years, awfully were always the bogey team, and I mean it's it's disappointing they never won a Leinster title since I think it was nineteen ninety seven under Tommy Lyons was in charge. Uh, yeah, yeah, ninety seven. Yeah, awfully versus me. I barely remember the game. It was only ten, but uh, yeah, no, I mean they're a proud county, um, and they're also making great progress in Division Two of the hurling league as well under Michael Fenley. Another team making great progress, Robbie, is Limerick defeating Wicklow yesterday, two nineteen to one twelve. Limerick were very unlucky not to beat Tipperary last year in the Munster Championship. Billy Lee down there doing a lot of work, and Jack. Uh, would know a lot of the work going on in Limerick football down there, but you have to be impressed with the performances so far this year. Yeah, well, you know, I, think, I suppose you know Division Four as well, so it's kind of a bit of a caveat on that, really. But um, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. they should be, you know, they're a county. They should be kind of further up, you know, in the league. They shouldn't be kind of down in Division Four, like you know what I mean. So it's you know. Like the kind of probably standard isn't great, but you know, the fact that they're kind of winning games and you know, hopefully they can kind of come up to division three next year and kind of be competitive. And you know, that's where they should be in. They should be in that kind of division, division three, division two sort of category, uh, for the size of the county. You know, they're kind of it's more of a hurling, uh, strong sort of county, but you know, they're kind of good footballers as well. So hopefully they get you know promoted and kind of can do well next year as well and build on it for you know, make them competitive and. In Munster, because we were kind of talking about, uh, I mentioned Leinster there, how bad the kind of standard is. And, you know, in Munster, you've got Kerry and obviously Tipperary doing well last year in Cork, which, you know, the other counties uh, football-wise haven't been doing well. So it'd be good to see them kind of coming on. And you can argue that, you know, Waterford, Clare and Limerick, you know, are they that much better than, you know, the weaker Leinster counties, you know what I mean? So because people go on about the standard of football in Leinster not being great, but I'd say any of the Leinster counties would fancy beating any of those three any day. 
Yeah, I know, definitely. Just when you mentioned Clare there, they're playing Cork um, today. Now, as I was saying, we're recording this before the game, so we don't have any. Um, so the results could be well and truly over by the time uh, you're listening to this. But, I mean, Clare are making some progress. They defeated Leash in Ennis and then went up to the doldrum that's Newbridge and defeated Kildare last week. And they would really fancy their chances against Cork today. And that would be some boost. And I think Clare are playing Kerry in Killarney. So maybe there might be one or two shocks in the Munster Championship this year. Or am I living in a utopian world, Robbie? Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, beating Kildare and Leash is good. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, Tipperary obviously won the Munster Championship last year in Cork and Kerry. Like, they could, be, they could be Cork today, like in the league or whatever, but in the Championship, you would imagine that, you know, 99 times out of 100, uh, Cork and Tipperary would beat them and probably 999 times out of 1,000, uh, Kerry would, you know. So, you know, any of these sort of green shoots in kind of weaker counties is kind of, is great. Uh, but the thing is, they just don't have the strength and depth to be able to maintain it for a long time, you know. So, it could be good for a couple of years and then kind of fall away. So, so it's just trying to get all these counties that are kind of, you know, would be considered the weaker counties improving and kind of investing. And I know they're going to be debating as well, the kind of funding for a Dublin GA as well, which is fair enough. Uh, I'm saying that as a Dublin fan, um, you know, more investment needs to be put into counties for hurling, bringing up underage uh, hurling structures and football and trying to bring on the games as much as possible because, the way the state of play at the minute is, you know, there's a few counties that are dominant and other counties, they just, you know, they don't have enough chance to be good enough for long enough, uh, if you get me. Yeah, I know. I'd agree completely with you. I Like, I remember us having the discussions. Yeah, I agree. Funding is a big part of it, but it's the infrastructures underneath, not just financially. I mean, having the right coaches in place. And I mean, you look at the likes of Leash in the 1990s, they had great minor teams and it wasn't finance provided that. It was having the right players on board. I mean, same with the Runkle Kenny went on. It's a matter of having the proper structures in place. And if there's, yeah, if, fi- if financial aid can be distributed, yeah, that's a help. But it's having the right bodies on the ground, um, I think it'd be a big impact. And I mean, I know to be slagging and all of that going on, but you have to give great credit to Dublin what they're doing that way and uh, putting themselves in a position for funding as well. Um, before Liam has a heart attack listening to this, I think we move on from the GEA anyway, Robbie. Yeah. Um, and we go to the picks of the week. So I let you take this first, your picks for this week. Yeah. Um see there now so what i was kind of watching this week um i was kind of actually watching a really old film um because um i was watching uh, naked gun first naked gun and then i was kind of looking up uh leslie nielsen um i had just kind of seen stuff about his career and he's kind of canadian as well i didn't even know that i thought he was american but then i kind of seen that he was uh in this in this movie called uh it's called the poseidon adventure which is kind of a really old film with kind of Gene Hackman. Um, and I just thought it was hilarious that he was kind of the captain in that because he's real kind of uh, more of a comedy guy. Uh, yeah. But I was kind of watching that uh, movie and we kind of had it as um, 
as kids kind of growing up watching that movie, The Poseidon Adventure. So it's about a boat that kind of flips over and it turns upside down. And then like the people that have to try and escape. Um, and obviously it was made in 1972, but it's quite, quite old school of a film. But uh, it was kind of worth it watching it kind of for nostalgia uh, kind of reasons. And then I was kind of, um, that that's on Disney Plus if you want to uh, watch it as well. Um, then I was watching uh, Highlander. I was uh, exposing uh, my girlfriend to a Highlander um with uh, Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert. It's kind of, I think it's made in the 80s. Um, and kind of, one of the kind of funny things about it is that Queen do the soundtrack for the, for the movie. So oh, deadly. <laughs> it's kind of real kind of dramatic kind of scenes um, with kind of Queen music in the background. So yeah, it's quite, it's quite a niche sort of film. Highlander, I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but. Um, I didn't know. I, I no. won't lie. I heard of it, but I never, uh, me and films, as you know, I'm brutal. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's it's on it's on Netflix anyway for anyone who wants to check it out. Uh, yeah, I, it's I've seen it years ago, and uh, yeah, I just it's kind of I think it's a really good film. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the main actor in it, but all of the kind of stuff that kind of goes on in it are are really good. Um, yeah, so they're my picks of the week. Cool. I know there's some deadly ones. Actually, a quick fact about Leslie Nielsen. I mean. I would have been the same on him, but he was a really good Western actor as well. Um, Father's Fierce into Westerns, and he was in a couple of Westerns as well. So he was he was a hero of mine, I won't lie to you. He was just so funny. Mm-hmm. He was in a deadly Halloween one as well. It's called Dracula Dead and Loving It. Um, mm-hmm. And he played, it was just, I, I think I have the name of that right, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's... Um, yeah, no, he's, he was just such a brilliant actor and it's so pitiful that he died. He lived to a good age, but I wish he could have making a couple of other movies. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some deadly picks there, Robbie. And one thing about the Poseidon adventure is, wasn't that the film they watched in Father Ted as well when they tried to defeat Pat Mustard with the bomb on the milk float? Oh, I think it could have been actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's uh, just popped into me head there the minute you said it Poseidon Adventure Father Ted um, yeah my picks this week they're actually diverse uh, Liam will be happy to know it isn't ghosts or ghouls this week or anything to do with aliens or anything uh, the first one's a, an Irish singer actually I only discovered her this week and uh, this one of her songs is going to rain me head a million times and as everyone knows either on radio show I do or even on this, I have such a cheesy, cheesy music taste. And uh, her name is Stephanie Rainey. And I know we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about Irish acts or that, but I think when they're really good Irish acts, you have to promote them as much. She's from Cork and she has a song uh, called No Cowboys. I won't lie. It is a bit cheesy, but yeah, I like it. Um, and following on from the likes of Robert Grace and Dermot Kennedy, if she does a concert, I think I'd be one of the ones at it anyway. <clears throat> and the next one is completely different. It's a YouTube channel I discovered. Uh, one of the things I always wanted to do when I was younger, I wanted to be a guard, but I, w- I nearly went that way. But then I wanted to be a pilot. And there's a, a channel on YouTube called Just Planes. And it gives you an in in kind of flight detail about the, the run of airplanes. So it's from the pilot's perspective. 
Now, mm. the reason why I never became a pilot is number one, I'm too dumb for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I, it's just I have a condition with my eye, I couldn't even consider it. And the second one is the cost behind it. You're talking 120,000 plus, and Fuck. that's just even to get going. Yeah, I looked into it and yeah, I'd done a couple of f- flight simulators and I loved it. So that's, but um, yeah, just planes. It gives you, there's actually a deadly couple of videos about Aer Lingus on it. And it just shows how professional they really are. And it's definitely worth checking out if you have any interest in aviation at all. And the other one, Stephanie Rainey, um, an up and coming artist from Cork as well. Joe, I have a solution for you, uh, TJ. If you kind of want to be a guard and you want to be a pilot, what you could be is you could be a stripper. And then you, could, <laughs> you could get to wear both of the uniforms and you could kind of, you know, you know, when you're on your way to your gig or whatever, you could kind of, you know, pretend you're kind of, you know, in the moment and then, you know, obviously perform when you get there, you know, so it could be, could be a solution for you. <laughs> I, I, I won't say I do it, but I take it on board anyway, Robbie. How <laughs> I think about it. How I think about it. <laughs> the way when you started off there, I thought you were going to say it could be part of a YMCA dance or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could do that. We could get a, pod, a podcast, uh, uh, YMCA dance going. <laughs> but or podcast for Monty. I say Lima be up for it. I have to admit, if you wore a pilot costume into the likes of Langton's, you'll get a bit of attention. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the right attention, but you'll get attention anyway. Get some sort of attention anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I nearly done a story of my life there, Robbie. I'm sorry about that. And sorry to the listeners. So that brings us on. If you could have any person to narrate your life aside from the most obvious one morgan freeman from the past or present who would you choose and a brilliant topic robbie i can't take credit for it this is yours and it's brilliant so fair play well i think it came, it came across a, a post on either uh, facebook or instagram and i thought it would be a, a good topic uh, and obviously morgan freeman would be uh, a good choice i think i'd probably and we kind of talked about him before on the podcast uh, when he passed away, but I'd probably go for uh, Sean Connery. He just has that kind of, you know, he's just a very listenable uh, voice and he would kind of uh, make my vo- my uh, life sound interesting as well. Another thing as well I would think would be a good idea would be, uh, when we were talking about him a few minutes ago, would be Le- Leslie Nielsen as well. But yeah. only if he's kind of, you know, cracking jokes or he's <laughs> he's kind of just cracking his kind of style jokes the whole time. I think that would be kind of... Uh, really good as well so i'm kind of split between the two of them so a couple of different ones yeah i know i'd agree leslie nielsen would be brilliant i'm going to go with completely left field here um it's a comedian called bobcat goldweight i hope right. i have that pronounced right and who he is is do you know the police academy films oh yeah do you know the lad that just goes completely insane he squeals and uh, I think you see the guy, he kind of, I think, was there a scene where they're testing into tear gas or whatever, and he's kind of like immune. He doesn't yeah. even need the, that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, no, he'd have to do that. <laughs> like, he'd have to do it in that. I, I just, I think it'd be hilarious now. The other one yeah. is, um, and it's escaping me now, and I'm trying to Google here, I won't lie, is Gilbert Godfrey, is it? Um I have to make sure I have it right. Um, 
Yeah, Guilford Godfrey. Um, he has it'd be a bit like Bobcat Goldraith, but he'd be a real kind of low, squeaky voice. Um, I'm trying to think what would he have been in. Um, he would have been a character in Aladdin anyway, but he kind of. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, he's a he's a parrot. He's a parrot in Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think him, and I maybe I'm cheating with this one for the seduction part for there. You're trying to chat up someone. I think <laughs> David Attenborough will be deadly. It's just, <laughs> Yeah, he approaches. <laughs> yeah, I just it they be now I go with uh, Bobcat Goldraith or uh, Goff, uh sorry Gilbert Goffrey, but um say if you're trying to chat up someone after about twenty pints and you just the state of you, I think um David Attenborough would be deadly furred and uh, I, th- I think if we were to uh you know ask people in langtons for some cctv footage of you in there in your pilot uniform and we were to get onto david attenborough's people we could make it happen <laughs> yeah i know um yeah no i don't think anyone would want to see that we'll look into um, it we'll look into it <laughs> yeah actually and it's my fault i forgot to mention the camogie when we we're doing the ga roundup and there are some uh, action in Division 1 in the Camogie League yesterday in Group 1. Galway defeated Limerick 313, 7 points. That meant Galway progressed through. Cork defeated Watford 315 to 113. That was in Group 2 in Division 1. And it was a fair performance there from Watford, but Cork were too strong. And Kilkenny defeated Offaly 421 to 8 points. Uh, Offaly, to be fair, I know I was involved with Offaly set up before and I know a good few of the players. Offaly put in a really, really stern effort there yesterday, but they just came up against the classical Kenny there. So that means that Galway and Limerick, Cork and Tipperary and, sorry, Kilkenny and Offaly progress through to the quarterfinals and semifinals and they're starting next weekend. Sorry about that, Robbie. I completely forgot about them. Um, we go on to my least favourite part of the podcast, even though I won last week. I know I'm joking. I think it's brilliant and it's getting a great reaction. Fair play. It's the bad dad jokes of the week. Are you all Uh-ho. safe, Robbie? Uh, just about yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. I let age go before beauty again. Oh, it's not, there's not much like to be honest with you. I don't think you can, <laughs> you can say that. It's only like a month there, is it? A month's a month, Robbie. A month's a month. A month, month. <laughs> um, a month of wisdom. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> what is the difference between a hippo and a zippo? Don't know. One's really heavy and the other is a little lighter. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Oh. Uh, what do you call a fake noodle? Don't know. An impasta. <laughs> oh, past the puns. <laughs> Gonna pass the time. Gonna pass pass the time. Um, the next one is uh, so Bobby and John were having we're in a bit of a uh, heated argument and um, kind of fight broke out and then John uh, got shot by Bobby. What did John say then? Not sure. He didn't say that because he was dead. Oh, I think, yeah, I kind of yes, messed that sorry. one up a bit. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. I'm just stupid. 
Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I messed that one up. <laughs> no, 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 you, no <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. No, no, I'm just slow. Uh, yeah, it was an early morning. Uh, <laughs> no, that was funny, actually. Um, what do you call a belt made of watches? Not sure. A waste of time. Oh, <laughs> very good. Right, my last one is kind of a bit more inappropriate, so apologies. Don't have your kids listening to this. Do you know that pigeons die when they have sex? No. At least mine did when I tried. <laughs> apologies to everyone out there. Parents, do not let your children listen to the two hands. <laughs> you, were warned, you were warned. You were warned. And children, if you do want to listen, don't tell your parents. Don't tell uh, your parents, yeah. Uh, what happens when a strawberry gets run over crossing the street? Jam. Traffic, Traffic jam. jam. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got it. Fair play. Um, yeah, we put them up to Instagram again. I think Robbie will win See with a couple the there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, autocorrect done me again uh, I called Werner a wiener last night and just in case there's any legal action I think Werner is a brilliant Chelsea player and an absolute legend but definitely not what I put into the group last night I thought you were just having a mess because I know you love, you love your puns so I just thought you did no, it on purpose so. <laughs> no it was autocorrect so I can't take credit for that so if just in case Werner listens to the podcast it was completely autocorrect's fault, so you can sue Samsung. Um, yet yeah, we go on to the World Sports Roundup. Uh, do you have anything this week, Robbie? Uh, yeah, just kind of kind of following the kind of NBA bit. Um, the playoffs are still going on. And I suppose you were kind of saying about the NFL before, that like it's kind of stop start and all this sort of stuff. So NBA is kind of, it's full on. It's like they're kind of, going you know up and down the course and it's real all action and kind of it's just kind of you know power plays and just great displays of athleticism so um and i'm saying as as well before kind of just kind of watching the highlights and stuff and kind of one of the bigger kind of talking points is that um the milwaukee books they kind of have swept uh, the miami heat they bet them uh kind of whitewashed them they bet them in all the games they're kind of true to the next round and um they kind of LA Clippers were kind of, they were 2 0 down in their series against um, the Dallas Mavericks. And then they were going into Dallas um, on Friday night. And they were kind of given no real hope in the series, but they kind of bet Dallas in Dallas. And now I think they're going back to LA uh, tonight. So they can kind of tie up the series at 2 all. So from a position where they were kind of dead and buried, they could kind of come back and possibly win. Um, so kind of, they were. They have a lot of really talented players, um, so that's kind of why they're kind of them going down two 0 was a bit of a shock. So, you know, it's kind of if they win tonight, it's kind of game on, and they're all level in the series. So, definitely, if you haven't been checking it out, uh, you know, just type into YouTube and NBA uh, highlights, and uh, just you know, definitely some quality games in there. Yeah, no, I I definitely checked that out. I love basketball. Um, I trained as a coach when I was in school. And yeah, I loved playing basketball in both secondary schools. I was in in first year and then from second year on in Ballyhale. And yeah, I got to an all earn semi-final one time with I played oh. the game. 
Uh, sorry, we played one game and defeated the team and we got through to the all Ireland semi-final and we were hammered in uh, Tipperary Town, actually. Uh, yeah, but, I yeah, I love basketball. And um, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I, I think American sports are brilliant. It's just the 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 time difference kind of does it. And um, Yeah, like with the NFL games, you have some games that are on, like, say, 8 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. in Irish time if you know what I mean and then it's like starting at 11 o'clock and then the really late games start at 1 o'clock in the morning so and then I think all the a lot of the basketball games are on a kind of real kind of crappy times um, now I haven't ruled out kind of staying up for the NBA finals I might do that maybe for a couple of games but um, at the minute no, I'm just happy watching the, the highlights on YouTube now the one difference and not to drag on with it Robbie is known from playing basketball there for a few years the fitness levels have to be immense I mean you'd be absolutely your tongue would be hanging out of you after the first quarter so I mean yeah yeah well, the, the, frequent, the frequency of the games like as I said like they played on Friday night and they're playing again to, tonight uh, and like you had a couple of games you know during the week so and as well like in an NBA season they think they play like 70 80 odd games and then they play like you know best or first to first to three first to or first to four first to five and i think it's first to i don't know how many or many is in the actual finals but uh it could be like seven game series or whatever so you know the incredible athletes and uh yeah fitness is kind of uh, a big thing i know they can kind of bring guys in and out uh, when they get tired and stuff like that but um yeah immense athletes altogether yeah, it's the short versus mid pace as well. I mean, it's um it's completely different to other games. But on oil, definitely check it out them. That's brilliant selection, Robbie. Uh, yeah, I have one. Um, Jason Quigley, he's an Irish boxer. He represented Ireland in the Olympics. He defeated Shane Mosley Jones in an MB- NABO middleweight title fight last night in Las Vegas, the Donegal man. So fair play. It's just great that the Irish boxing is uh, coming back to the fore as well. Katie Taylor was there. Then you had before that Bernard Dunn, Steve Collins. So it's great that the Irish boxers, and I'm trying to think of the boxer from Northern Ireland as well. He turned pro um, Conlon. Um, it's just great the standard of boxing in Ireland. And a, me- a meme came out after the Olympics a few years ago, we're good at riding and fighting. So um, it's great that uh, Michael Conlon, sorry, it's great that uh, the success continuing. And there is a Port Leash boxer as well. I'm not even going to try to think of his name because, as everyone knows, I'm brutal with names. Um, but he's making great waves as well. So it's just terrific. Um, before I drag on any more, Robbie, we move on. I think this is going to be so obvious with all the memes that are going around. Not memes, memes. I learned my lesson <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, so your favorite Friends character or favorite Friends episode. So i let you take this one, Robbie. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I know there's a lot, lot of uh, Joey or Matt LeBlanc memes kind of going on that he kind of looks like an, an Irish outlet uh, <laughs> in the Friends reunion or whatever. Um, but I think my fa- my favorite uh, friend's character is uh, Chandler. I just think his kind of um, his level of kind of humor is kind of right where where I'm at as well in terms of kind of finding yeah. things funny. And he just kind of 
I think as well, he kind of helped out with a lot of jokes for the show and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, for me, he is kind of, he's my favorite. Um, and I think as well, kind of when you watch it back, because uh, obviously kind of I'm old enough to have watched it when it came out and to watch it again uh, when it came out to Netflix or whatever. Um, it kind of, Ross is kind of low-key, kind of funny. He's kind of cringy, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like awkwardly funny, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I give Ross a kind of bit of a shout out as well. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I think Chandler, he's kind of the, the most consistently funny and he kind of, he likes to kind of slag himself as well, which is always good. Yeah, this isn't going to be a debate at all. I would have chosen Chandler as well. Um, I just think he was a legend in it. And yeah, I, I was often, a few friends often said, well, actually one of them slagged me. I, I thought he was slagging me one time saying I looked like Chandler eight friends. Um, so I slagged him back with a real uh, sharp insult, but he actually <laughs> meant it as a compliment. So I apologize to that friend. I think you know who you are. Um, <laughs> but yeah Chandler if just to be kind of a bit unbiased a bit, not first to choose I'd go for Joey as well I just like his um, what would you say not given effect like I mean he's just kind of cruising through life and just enjoying it and just having a real good social life in other words in every aspect of the word and uh, yeah, it'd be Joey and Chandler, but yeah, Chandler would have been my favorite character uh, episode. I won't lie, I didn't see it for years, um, so I must watch it. I was wondering would it be as good watching it back now as it would have been, say, back in what it must be nearly 20 years ago now. Yeah. Um, is would it be as funny or that? So I must check it out. But uh, it, there's one I remember Monica got stung with a jellyfish. Um, yeah. Now, that's all I remember. I think it was a few seasons in. Um, and I think that was really funny. Um, just off the top of my head. Then the one around uh, Ross's and Rachel's wedding and that would have been a big thing around when was it 99, 2000. The question um, is, though, were they on a break? Were they on a break, TJ? I don't know. I don't know. I was often on a break and never got back together. So I wonder if it's a bit like that. <laughs> on a break and you didn't know about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. One-sided break. <laughs> it was a bit like the water break in GA. You just wanted rid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, it's it's a pity. I didn't. Did you watch the reunion show? I haven't watched it yet. I have, I've heard a bit about it. Um, I kind of will. I just haven't got around to watching it or whatever. Uh, but it's definitely something I'm going to check out. A lot of people are saying it's really good and a lot of good nostalgia in it and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, definitely will check it out. Um, but I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, I'm the same. I I won't lie to you. And I, maybe he's some people's cup of tea, but he's not mine to be James Carden. I just... If it was anyone else presenting it, I think I would have watched it straight away. But I was kind of waiting on the reaction because I think he can be kind of cringe at times. Maybe that's just a personal view. But um, yeah, yeah, no. I think he's, he's all right on like you know some things. I think, but yeah, I, I just I just don't think maybe he's consistently you know a good host. But uh, yeah, I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about him. So uh, yeah, it'll be worth. We would kind of maybe, you know, 
throw a little bit of hesitancy on it, but uh, I suppose like the Friends characters are such big kind of, uh, you know, profile and characters and stuff, you know, it would be hard for him to kind of overpower them, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully he doesn't kind of ruin it a bit, though. Yeah, actually, just one quick one before we move on. Do you know Matt LeBlanc is going out with a girl from Ireland? Oh, yeah? Yeah, she, well, it depends who you're talking to. I class it as Ireland. Some would say Northern Ireland, so we won't get into that debate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's from Fermanagh. She was a producer on Top Gear. Oh wow. and yeah, she's 17 years uh or, or roughly around that Matt LeBlanc's junior. But uh yeah, I just done a quick bit of research today and yeah, I discovered that. So it's a bit mm. like it's so it's it's kind of an Irish connection there as well. Maybe that's the reason why um other than uh Matt LeBlanc supporting uh, the two hands on the hurl podcasts as well. So yeah. Hopefully, I wonder if he asked uh, how she was doing, though. I wonder, <laughs> if that, I wonder if he actually kind of uses that line or is it kind of a bit, you know, if like, say, if you were a girl and Matt LeBlanc was like, how are you doing? Like, how would you react, I suppose? <laughs> like, would you think, oh, God, that's a bit cringy, like you're kind of used to that line? Or is it kind of something that he probably wouldn't use, though? I don't know. That's nostalgia, actually, because I used to overuse that years ago, actually, when I was in <laughs> primary school. How are you doing? How are you doing? Such <laughs> a great uh, catchphrase. Yeah, I know. Uh, the other one was Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Even though yeah, I can't baby, do yeah. either of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good question now, actually. Um uh, but, but uh, yeah, no, it's a bit of trivia there. Uh, we move on to the high ball, Robbie. The high oh, ball. The high ball. Okay, oh. so um, I taught one there today and I was out walking early this morning and it popped into my head because a film was on last night. I think it's a classic, uh, an Irish film. So what do you think is the best Irish film ever, Robbie? Um... It's a tough one. Um, there's so many good ones, to be honest. It's kind of, I think we do kind of punch above our weight as a, as a nation for kind of making good films. Um, obviously, just kind of the the Roddy Doyle trilogy. I think you're referencing the Snapper that was on last night. I think yeah, Snapper is one right, of my. Sharon. Yeah, right there, Sharon. Um, it kind of like, I suppose it kind of it's the one film that like so many people love, and I just remember watching it with my family and you know, everyone in my family just like nearly turning purple, kind of laughing at it so much. And there's so many kind of great lines and uh, Colin Meany, he's just brilliant. Um, Legend. And then Intermission as well, which kind of, kind of crosses or it has crosses over with the old and the new Colin Meany and uh, Colin Farrell. That's a really good one as well. Um, I think I'm going to have to go for uh, Michael Collins is my favorite uh, Irish movie. Um, now I know it mightn't be particularly historically accurate uh in terms of portrayal and you know it might be a bit of a michael collins love in um of a film but i just think it's one of those films that just kind of you know it get, makes the kind of the hair stand on the back of your neck or whatever or it just kind of it gives you goosebumps it kind of makes you really uh proud to be irish and you know it gets you really fired up or whatever um and it's kind of brilliantly uh shot as well uh i don't mean that in the pun that michael collins was shot at the end of it around but um yeah it's just really well made and 
know, Liam Neeson is kind of brilliant as uh, the big fella in it as well. Um, an interesting fact, a factoid is that I abseiled down the place where they shot uh, the scene where he gets shot in Bale and Blah, which is actually in Balting Last County Wicklow. So I actually oh, abseiled really? down from the top of that. So a bit of trivia for you there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Michael Collins, I think, is a great film. And also worth a mention along the same lines is The Wind That Shakes the Barley. Um, you know, Killian Murphy, and that's just a kind of a real, it's kind of a, takes a slightly different view of the kind of war of independence uh, than Michael Collins does, but both really good films. Um, but Michael Collins, I think, just kind of shades it for, for me. Yeah, I know, brilliant films there, Robbie. And um, yeah, I can't disagree. I I like the comedy Irish ones, the likes of Agnes Brain, I thought was brilliant. There's one line in that, just a cracker of a line. Um, when they go in to collect the check from the hotel and uh, I just think it's brilliant um, hey mister mister do you know my daddy no I don't know any of the kitchen porters well my daddy knew <laughs> you and he thinks you're a bollocks <laughs> it's just just <laughs> brilliant like um, this, the snapper I thought the van was deadly as well Colin Meany in it as well Roddy Doyle classic as well um, the one I'm going to go for, even though it's a close one, there's a film. I, I, this isn't one I'm choosing, but it's called This Is My Father. It's based on uh, a woman. She went to America and her son came back to track her, uh, track his father. And it was back during the times. It was kind of the bad times for Ireland around the 30s and 40s, where um there are too much of an influence on people and decisions were made. So um, a man was accused of, uh, what would you say, uh, raping a girl, even though or it, it it's very complicated in a sense, but the lad got in trouble and he committed suicide. And it was the story around that. But the one I'm going to choose is actually with father in the title as well. It's in the name of the father. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis is in it it's based on the Guildford Four and the uh, Jerry Conlon the story around Jelly, Jerry Conlon and um, all of those and about the injustice that went on and I just think it's terrific but um, yeah out of all the films I think that'd be my favourite one but it's really close there's some as you say we're really punching above our weight but it's it's just terrific that I mean, Irish actors and Irish films are going all over the world. Like, and then you look in Kilkenny Cartoon Saloon, what they're doing as well. It's it's just terrific as well. Yeah, anyway. great film. Uh, Aim of the Father is really good. Um, and uh, Diane Day Lewis, as he said, he's uh, one of his best roles. Yeah, I know definitely. And I mean, Chrissy Brown would have been a very close one there. It was Daniel Day Lewis and Chris. It was, yeah, yeah, sure um, was. I mean, Christy Brown was a brilliant film as well, but uh, yeah, and the name of the father I think was good in it. Um, but the films you chose as well, I could have easily as well. They're they're just brilliant. Uh, I think I'm after waffling enough anyway, Robbie. You're still awake anyway, so that's good. Oh, I sure am. That's good, Jeff. Uh, I have to say I really enjoyed that and um, yeah thanks a million and thanks a million to all the listeners for interacting with us on Instagram and Facebook we really appreciate it and as we said before if you want to contact us you can do so through those platforms 
And if you're a club around the world, an Irish club around the world, we'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, we're lucky and we're really grateful to have listeners from all around the world. And we really love to hear from you. And yeah, get in touch. And uh, the post will go up for the bad jokes on Instagram during the week as well. So thanks a million, Robbie. Until next week. Thanks a million. Thanks, CJ. Good chats, man. Have good a good luck. luck. Thanks a million. Good luck. Bye 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 b